paper a minute. This is important. Well, go ahead. I'm listening. America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers, and Christmas is less than a month away. Well, everybody knows that. You didn't even hear what I said. Yeah, of course I did. What did I say? You said America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. Christmas is just around the corner. So is the jewelry store, and I can take a hint. Is he smart? America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. From Hollywood, International Silver Company, creators of 1847 Rogers Brothers Silver Plate, presents The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. fine big trees on either side. That comfortable-looking white house with the green shutters is the home of the Nelsons. Yes, that's 1847 Rogers Road. I think we're just about in time for the daily game. It's played between Ozzie and the boy who delivers the daily paper. The paper boy, riding his bicycle no hands at a daring rate of speed, heaves the paper in the general direction of the house, and about a half hour later, Ozzie comes out and... Oh, here he comes now. How about that? Thought he'd fool me. Right in front of the door. Hmm. Hello, Tony's Pop. Yeah, take it easy, Ricky. I haven't even had a chance to glance at the headlines. Oh, did you get the paper, dear? Give me the back section, will you? Can I have the front section, Pop? Today's the last chapter of the Green Devil cereal. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to me that when I make the trip out to the front porch, find the paper, and lug it all the way back into the house, I'm entitled to read part of it. Your father's right, boys. Carrying a paper can be very difficult, especially if it's got a lot of heavy words in it. All right, go ahead and enjoy yourselves. I'm wrong. I get the paper, Ricky grabs the funnies, you take the back section, David takes the front part, and I relax with the want ad. No, you're absolutely right, dear. It isn't fair. You go ahead and read the paper. I don't want you to think I'm being unreasonable about it. Oh, no, Pop, you're right. Go on and read the paper. Thank you, David. But you're not interested in the Green Devil cereal, are you, Pop? No, David. Here. You don't want the funnies, do you, Pop? Here you are, Ricky. <laughs> if you want the back section... No, no, Harriet. <laughs> oh, thank you, dear. Now, does everybody have what he wants? I mean, we're all happy, aren't we? Yes, dear. Oh, sure. Thanks, Pop. Fine. <sighs> Wanted young man to work in furniture store. <laughs> well, for goodness sake. Ozzy, look at this. Now, please, Harriet. I'm engrossed in a very interesting item about Chester Livingston. Who? Uh, Chester Livingston. He's not responsible for his wife's debts. <laughs> Here's one for you. Elwood, I was wrong. It was all my fault. I was to blame. Please come home. 
She probably wants him to come home and argue it out. <laughs> that one was in yesterday, too. You mean you read these things every day? Oh, sure, they're wonderful. Real human interest stuff. Oh, cut it out. Well, they are. Some of them are very mysterious and hard to figure out. Sort of like decoding spy messages. Here's one that gives a little medical advice. Listen to this. Evidently, this patient has a hangover and can't sleep. How can you tell that? It says here, Dear Max, get rid of the ice and take a powder. Signed, Doc. <laughs> Besides, you better take a powder yourself or you'll never get downtown. Oh, which reminds me, I may be late for dinner tonight. I have a little shopping to do. Shopping? What shopping is that, dear? Harriet, please, you just don't ask questions like that around Christmas time. Oh, uh, here, Pop, let me give you a hand there. My bicycle sure is getting small for me. Here's your coat, Pop. I sure wish I had a tool chest, boy. Uh, Harriet, if Donna or Blitzen calls, take the message for me, will you? <laughs> Excuse me, Miss, but I'd be glad to help you with that window if you'd like. Oh, thank you very much. I don't seem to be getting anywhere with it. Now, these bust windows are kind of difficult. Uh, would you mind holding these packages for me? Not at all. Is that too much trouble? Oh, no, no, I'm glad to do it. I just have to get a good grip on this. She's moving now. There we are. Pray that's about as wide open as she'll go. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have told you I was trying to close it. Oh. <laughs> well, that was stupid of me. I should have asked you. Here, I'll close it. Oh, don't bother, please. Oh, that's okay. A little exercise is good for me. <laughs> I never saw a bus window yet that went up or down easily. <laughs> get it down. Just have to get the right grip. Hey, why don't we change seats? I don't mind. <laughs> I'm sorry I bothered you. No, it's no bother at all. Just slide over and I'll move next to the window. This is very nice of you. I hope you won't catch cold sitting there. Oh, no, I'm I'm wearing my long uh, overcoat. Move to the rear, please. Plenty of room in the back of the bus. Left air in the rear tires. Might smooth a ride back there. I'll take my packages. Oh, oh, yes. I just finished some Christmas shopping. Good to get it done early. I did a little myself today. You sure you don't mind being next to the open window? Oh, no, it doesn't bother me in the least. I, I kind of like the fresh air. That window is really stuck, isn't it? Oh, I feel so guilty. You want your seat back? No, no, really, I, I don't mind at all. The air is nice. Fresh, crisp. Cool. <laughs> Chilly. Now <laughs> get it down. Oh, that's really jammed, isn't it? Move to the rear, please. Very nice back there. I go myself, only I have to drive. <laughs> Would you care for part of my paper? Oh, thank you. You're very thoughtful. Are you looking for work? Mm, oh, no, no. I'm just uh, glancing at the personals column. You know, Lonely Hearts Club. Oh, well, you shouldn't have any trouble finding a girl. Oh, no, it's nothing like that. I, 
I just recently learned that there are quite a few interesting things among the personals. You know, real human interest stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, look here. Uh, this morning's paper carried an ad by the same person as this one. Oh, really? What is it? It says, uh-uh, signed Elwood. <laughs> I, I hate to say anything so personal, but you resemble a fellow I used to go with in school. Oh, thank you. He was star fullback on our football team. Oh, really? Very athletic. Had broad shoulders. Oh, <laughs> And you think there's a resemblance? Well, it's just, it's your shoulders mainly. I couldn't help but notice how broad they were the last time you tugged at the window. Oh, well, my, my shoulders aren't so broad. <laughs> the window is really tight. Roger's roll. Oh, well, this is my stop, if you'll excuse me. Don't forget your packages. Oh, thank you. It's been very pleasant. I hope we meet again. Well, thank you. Same to you. Out, please. Coming through. Coming through. Okay, step down. Oh, thank you, driver. Well, what are you waiting for? Just wondering if my shoulders will fit through the doorway. <laughs> these packages. Oh, you don't need to worry anyway, dear. The boys are upstairs. Oh. It's been quite a day. I'll bet it has. Why don't you sit down and rest until dinner? You must be worn out from the crowds and the bus rides. No, as a matter of fact, I'm not at all tired. I feel pretty good. If you'll promise not to get mad, I'll tell you something that happened on the bus. I promise not to get mad. What happened? I met a very interesting and very attractive young lady. Well, good for you. She was having a little trouble pulling the window down, and and I pulled it up for her. Well, that's nice. Coming from anybody else but you, dear, that'd sound confusing. <laughs> well, that isn't all. I'm probably crazy for telling you this, but, well, here comes the kicker. She was obviously attracted by me, said I had very broad shoulders. Well, that isn't so surprising. You always have broad shoulders when you wear that new overcoat of yours. Oh, cut it out. The coat has nothing to do with it. Take it off. Now, what's wrong with my shoulders? Nothing, dear. Here's a hanger. Hang them in the closet. Are you insinuating that I don't have broad shoulders? You have very nice shoulders. You don't say it as if you mean it. I mean it, dear. You have very nice shoulders. I'll tell you one thing. They're broader than yours. <laughs> something? I'm glad. Have you ever noticed thorny shoulders? No, should I? He has the sloping kind. My shoulders don't slope. They stick straight out. When it rains, I get puddles up there. I'll tell you something else she said. Who, dear? The girl on the bus. Just as I was getting off, she said, I hope we meet again. That's nice, dear. You mean you're not even jealous? Well, not yet. I'll tell you this much, though. If you do any smiling or chuckling in your sleep tonight, I'm going to wake you up. Oh, no. Yes, I will. And you do know how? By placing my two icy feet on the nerve centers at the base of your spine. <laughs> More coffee, dear? A 
toast or anything? Mm-hmm. No, no thanks. Breakfast is fine. Now, this paper has some of the most ridiculous editorials I've ever seen. Ozzy. Something the matter? Take a look at this. Hmm? Where? Right there in the personals column. Are you bold? No, no. No, dear. <laughs> the one right below it. Oh. Will the gentleman who tried to shut the bus window for me yesterday kindly call Hudson 25957? Please, broad shoulders, this is important. Signed, anxious. <laughs> What do you make of it, broad shoulders? Oh, Harriet, you don't... It's probably just a coincidence. Bus window could have been stuck all day. Probably ten guys with broad shoulders tried to close it. And you know how many girls are anxious. <laughs> Maybe she's got a window stuck at home and she wants you to close it. Oh, Harriet, don't be ridiculous. Well, don't you think you ought to phone her, dear, just to make sure? Okay, if it'll make you happy, I'll go down to the drugstore and phone her. <laughs> Phone her from here. Well, there's no booth. I mean, it's. <laughs> oh, Harriet, you don't think. I don't think what? I don't know, but at a time like this, it might be better if you don't think. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking. If Ozzy's so worried about that message in the paper, I'll be glad to take the whole thing over for him. I'll call a woman on the phone. Maybe she'll ask me to come up and see her. And once I get there, oh, what an opportunity. I'll tell her all about 1847 Rogers Brothers, all about the unexcelled features, the amazing details of workmanship that make 1847 the finest silver plate in America. Features like its unusual richness and beauty, for instance, only 1847 Rogers Brothers has that special look and feel of solid silver. The lovely 1847 patterns are something else to talk about. There's a superior imagination behind each one of them. Eternally yours, adoration, first love, and remembrance. They're designed to fit in perfectly with every individual scheme of decoration, to match every woman's individual taste. And one thing I'll certainly mention is the price of 1847 Rogers Brothers. It hasn't gone up a single penny since 1945. And that's amazing, for 1847 is the very best you can buy. Here's the way I'll sum it up. When you look for silverware for your home, look for that year mark, 1847. It stands for the finest silver plate in America. The one and only 1847 Rogers Brothers. that worried-looking man sitting out there on the back steps? That's Ozzie Nelson, husband, father, pillar of the community. For 13 years, he's been a happily married man. And then one day, a trip downtown, a bus ride, an open window, and the next day in the personals column of the afternoon paper... Well, the gentleman who tried to shut the bus window for me yesterday kindly call Hudson 25957. Please, broad shoulders, this is important. Anxious. Somewhere in the city lurks a menace to the Nelson home. Somewhere a woman waits anxiously by her phone. No, it's not Barbara Stanwyck. 
And as Ozzie sits out there, head bowed, contemplating his predicament, a friendly, neighborly voice rings out through the air. Hi, Oz. Oh, hello, Thorny. Well, what in the world are you doing here all by yourself? What does it look like I'm doing? I'm just sitting out here on the back steps. Well, gee, don't get mad about it, Oz. I didn't know you liked to sit on back steps. I'm your friend. When you get tired of sitting on your back steps, come on over and sit on my back steps. <laughs> and we'll work our way down the block. <laughs> we'll sit on Dunkel's back steps, Joe Randolph's back steps. We'll sit on everybody's back steps. <laughs> we'll make a day of it. Oh, cut out the funny stuff, will you, Thorny? I'm trying to do some serious thinking. Something very upsetting has happened. Oh? Thorny, look at my shoulders. Do they seem unusually broad and massive to you? I hate to say this, Oz, but we used to have a cat with bigger shoulders. <laughs> I could have expected an answer like that from you. You're just jealous, you and those sloping shoulders of yours. Would you like to know why I'm so upset? No, not especially, Oz. Here, read this. I tore it out of today's personals column. Let me slip on my glasses. Will the gentleman who tried to shut the bus window for me yesterday kindly call Hudson 25957? Please, broad shoulders, this is important. Signed, anxious. Well, what's it all about, Oz? Don't you see, Thorny? That's me. Oh? Well, what's the trouble, anxious? <laughs> no, Thorny, I'm broad shoulders. Ah. Well, let's look at this intelligently. This anxious woman wants you to call her, right? Yes, and I can't imagine why. Well, she might have another window she wants closed. That's what Harriet said. Oh, does Harriet know about this? Well, sure, she was the one who showed it to me in the No, paper. not the ad, Oz. I mean, had you told Harriet about meeting the girl? Well, of course, Thorny. I never keep anything from Harriet. Oh, really, Oz? You mean you told her about the time the bubble dancer appeared at the lodge and you handed out needles to all the guys? so loud. <laughs> I didn't think you told her. Certainly. Those were Harriet's best needles. Naturally, I told her about the girl on the bus. Wait a minute, Oz. All of a sudden, this whole thing is as clear as crystal. Not to me, it isn't. But it's so obvious. Harriet put that ad in the paper. Harriet? Oh, no. Harriet wouldn't play a trick like that on me. Keep talking. Well, she wouldn't kid me like that, and you know it. Go on. She'd be more considerate. Besides, she just isn't the practical joker type. Keep working on it. Why should she do a thing like that? You're getting warm. It isn't like Harriet. I hear you talking. Pretty clever trick, wasn't it? No, you're getting it. I'll see you later, Thorny. Harriet. What is it? Shall we play cat and mouse for a while, or do you want to tell me right now? Oh, let's play cat and mouse. You run under the sink and I'll chase you. <laughs> Pretty clever. How much did it cost you? How much did what cost me? Oh, come on, stop kidding. I mean, that ad you put in the paper as a joke on me. Oh, believe me, dear, I did no such thing. If you think I put it in, why don't you call the number? Okay, I'll go along with your gag. What is it, the police station, the morgue, or the city dump? Ozzie, believe me, I had nothing to do with the ad. Oh, Harriet, you can't bluff me. It's ringing. I know you're bluffing. Hello? Why'd you hang up? Well, I, I know you're bluffing, but a thought just occurred to me. Yes? Uh, uh, how do I know you're bluffing?
Oh, hello, Emmy Lou. Where are you going? Uh, no place in particular, just walking and, and thinking. You look troubled. Is something bothering you? Oh, just a, a silly thing. It's a woman who sat beside me on the bus yesterday. She put an ad in the personals column, wants me to call her. Oh, Mr. Nelson, you heartbreaker. <laughs> no, no, Emmy Lou, it, it's nothing to squeal Let's about. Mr. Nelson, about the woman you were saying? Well... She dropped into the seat beside you. Though not a word was spoken, your magnetic personality broke down any barriers between you. No, I, I opened the window. She glanced at you. She saw your laughing blue eyes, your firm jaw, the dimpled chin. She was powerless against you. She tried to appear calm, but within her, a spark was struck. The spark became a flame, and the flame became a roaring inferno. I opened the window for you. <laughs> Expression, Emmy Lou. She's just somebody I met on a bus. Is she glad? I got. Oh no, no. Did she have red hair and a long bob? Well, uh, yeah, sort of long. And was she I got wearing a... a little green hat and real slinky dress? Well, a dress, yes. I got and on the bus. And green shoes and dizzy high heels. Emmy Lou, you must have seen her. I did, Mister Nelson. She just went into your house. Went into the house, but she can't. Harriet's in there. Emmy Lou, why didn't you tell me? Why wasn't I looking? Then this other woman does mean something to you. No, nothing. Absolutely nothing. She was drawn to you. She begged you to phone, but you refused. No. But will she give up? Will she stop pursuing oh, you? Of course. No. Finally, she's tracked you down right to your very doorstep. No, I... And now she's in there with Mrs. Nelson, reverting to the primitive in a savage struggle for the love of a man. Emmy Lou, stop yanking on my lapel. No, Oh. Confess to Mrs. Nelson. Tell her you didn't love this other woman. That it was only an infatuation. That's all it was. A bad impulse of the moment. Go to her, Mr. Nelson. Go before it's too late. Harriet. Yes? It's me, baby. Ever-loving Ozzy. <laughs> Remember me? Oh, yes, the girl on the bus. How are you, friend? <laughs> Harriet, I, I know you didn't expect me so soon, but I just couldn't stay away. I love my home so much. It's such a happy place. Ozzy, this is Mrs. Beaumont. Oh, that's nice. Have you met our two happy children? Those boys are a shining example of children raised in a happy home by happy parents. This is probably the happiest home in the neighborhood, isn't it, Harriet? Oh, indeed it oh, is. Happy. Our doorbell doesn't ring at last. You see what I... I still, yeah, there's nothing better than a happy marriage. Have you ever tried marriage, Mrs. Bo uh, Mrs. Beaumont? Oh. <laughs> yes, I'm married, Mr. Nelson. Does your husband know you're over here? Oh, no. He doesn't know anything about it. Which reminds me, I better be hurrying home. I'm so glad everything has been straightened out, Mrs. Nelson. Oh, thank you. So am I. Straight? Oh, so am I. I'll walk you to the door, Mrs. Beaumont. Thank you. I'll probably be seeing you on the bus from time to time, Mr. Nelson. Oh, yes, yes. I'll, I'll wave to you from the sidewalk. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 Harriet? Yes, dear? How did she find out where I live? I called her up and told her. Well, why did you ever do a thing like that? Well, so she could pick up the package you walked off with yesterday. You evidently got them mixed up on the bus. I walked off with her package? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I noticed that when I was looking at the things you got for the boys, 
It didn't look like something you'd buy for them. What was it? A large pair of long red flannel underwear. <laughs> At first, I thought you'd gotten them a red pup tent. And then when I saw three buttons on what I thought was the tent flap. <laughs> so that's why she wanted me to phone her. Why didn't she just put that in the ad? Oh, sure. That'd be a fine ad to put in the paper. Broad shoulders. When you got off the bus yesterday, you took my long underwear with you. <laughs> Signed, Chili. You mean that beautiful girl wears red flannel whatchamacallits? Of course not, silly. She told me she bought them for her husband. Well, that's what she said, but I'll bet you anything she bought them for herself. That's why she was so embarrassed. Oh, Ozzy, that's ridiculous. Well, maybe it is. But just the same, I'll never look at a beautiful girl again on a chilly day without wondering just a little bit. <laughs> what a slogan. She's lovely. She's engaged. She wears red flannel Snuggies. <laughs> and Harriet will be back in just a moment. My goodness, the things that come into your life when your packages get switched by mistake. Mysterious messages, nervous apoplexy, red flannel, what you would call it. <laughs> I almost lost my Thanksgiving turkey that way, Mr. Smith. I got it back, though, and it's a good thing I did. What could be worse than losing a turkey the day before Thanksgiving? Oh, I don't know. Supposing you'd lost your new 52-piece chest of 1847 Rogers Brothers silver plate. And if you want to know how I found out about that 52-piece chest, Mr. Jonathan told me when I stopped in at his silverware store yesterday. Oh, I see. Well, you can tell Mr. Jonathan for me that my Thanksgiving table was the most beautiful in the world. That 1847 Rogers Brothers couldn't have looked more perfect with my big white linen tablecloth and all the sparkling glasses and china. Well, 1847 Rogers Brothers is made for beautiful tables. It's important silverware in every way. The kind that makes a hostess really proud. Oh, but say, what 1847 pattern did you choose? Adoration, Mr. Smith. It's so simple and yet at the same time so rich looking. I love that ornament partway down on the handle. And as for that 52-piece chest, I think it's the grandest way to buy 1847 Rogers Brothers that ever was. Yes, ma'am. 1847 Rogers Brothers stunning 52-piece chest contains a service for eight and it costs under $65. A perfect example of the fact that 1847 is so beautiful, yet so easy to buy. See it tomorrow, won't you, folks? 1847 Rogers Brothers, the finest silver plate in America. You better eat your breakfast. It'll get cold. Hmm? Oh, I'm eating it. Then you better hold your paper a little higher. You're drowning little Abner in your coffee. Oh, sorry, Ab. Didn't realize it was that close. Ozzy, did you notice this? What's that? Here in the personals. This ad addressed to Honey Boy. Honey Boy? Honey Boy, you were sweet to close the bus window for me yesterday. I didn't get your name, but I'd love to know you. And it's signed Cuddles. Isn't that a coincidence? Probably somebody who got the ad from the broad shoulders idea, you know? Yeah, that's, that's probably it, all right. Hey, wait a second. You didn't ride home on the bus again, did you? It couldn't be you, could it? <laughs> oh, Harriet. <laughs> I'll get it. 
Ozzie, where are you going? Uh, just out for a brisk run down the street. If they ask for Honey Boy, cut the wire. <laughs> Tune in again next week to another adventure of Ozzie and Harriet, starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. Oh, and a very important announcement. We have a very special guest for next week. You know who? Bing Crosby. You forgot something, Harriet. Bing is going to bring their 10-year-old son, Lenny, with him to visit David and Ricky. Hey, you almost forgot something. America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. Appearing in support of Ozzie and Harriet were John Brown, Henry Blair, Tommy Bernard, Lorene Tuttle, and Jack Kirkwood. Original music was composed and conducted by Billy Mays. This program originates in the Hollywood studios of the National Broadcasting Company and is also broadcast over the Trans-Canada Network of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. This is Vern Smith speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.